Drunk Dish contains adult language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. love right there yeah yeah and you want to know what else what else hello and welcome to drunk dish where three delicious dishes explore food history and get pickled in the process this is episode number 14 death by food or famous people killed by food or deaths that are somewhat tangently tangently, yes (laughs) related to food or connected to food Mm -hmm. uh i'm melissa I'm Amy. And I'm Kate. We're all here. Yay. Yay. I mean, I know we were all here last week, but whatever. It's good to celebrate. Yes. Yes. Celebrate small victories in this world. (laughs) Uh, So now that we've introduced ourselves, every episode we ask ourselves one food related question. And I believe this week our question is coming from Kate. Kate. All right. (laughs) Ladies. So my question is simple. Do you watch food shows on TV? And uh, which ones and why? And if you don't really watch food shows on TV, why? Ah. Okay. Who's going first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, I watch The Great British Bake Off. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I watch it on Netflix. Okay. Um, And I really like watching food documentaries or like like long form type food shows like uh salt fat acid heat i'm probably saying that in the wrong order oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah um i feel like that's right that's okay maybe that's right um you have all the right words in there the, yeah, yeah you're the, doing you're already doing better than brad on bon appetit so you're that's fine. great that's great uh but i like watching stuff like that or like anthony bourdain's i know that's not technically I mean, I mean, it's, it's you, a, yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. But like I like I like things that explore food. If it's not the Great British Bake Off that explore food through like uh like like a cultural overview or like in and um, Anthony Bourdain, he's always like like experiencing like what one would experience as a local. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find yeah. that really interesting. And he t- has like the most ama- or had the most rest in peace, had the most amazing conversations with um, people like with you know like like journalists and and food critics yeah, and yeah, actors yeah. and performers and like just a really wide swath of the public um and it's always really interesting and then in uh salt fat acid heat yeah seems uh, right it seems right, right. <laughs> um you know when like she like gets into like the history of everything like when she and also her joy is just like infectious when she like goes to find i don't know if you've watched that at no all, i haven't no, oh no. it's so good but she like goes to like find out about like fats and one of the stops she makes is in italy and and she looks at like olives and and olive oil and olive trees and and she like actually goes and helps harvest olives and they like they sh- they fall down on the nets these nets on the ground and then like you shake the nets until all the olives roll down the hill and it's like such a silly 
way to do it but she's like she's shaking it like she's like trying to make a bed and just giggling with like pure joy <laughs> and abandon yeah, 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 yeah. and it's like it's so infectious and fun and and really interesting too so it's not yeah. just about food and then the great british bake-off i love because everyone's very nice oh my god so nice they're so nice <laughs> like so someone wild. someone will be like oh no i like completely ruined what i'm baking and then someone next to them who is competing against them will be like let me help you it's it's amazing. It's fucking it sounds precious. Oh it my restores God. my faith in humanity. Yeah. So sweet. But I generally don't like American cooking shows. Um I don't I really don't like American competitive cooking shows yeah, cuz okay. there there's a lot of like yelling. They're just so nasty. And yeah, and and drama and manufactured, manufactured drama, drama too. And, yeah. and swearing and you people crying. You always get that one person that's like I'm not here to make friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no shit. But like you don't have to be an asshole, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> and I just feel like that, like everyone's like in it for themselves, which I understand it's a competition, a comp- mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, There's a line, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, so it's basically like the people that are on the Great British Bake Off are just human beings, and the people on American version are trash people. Yes. Okay. Good deal. Yeah. And also on American versions, again, it's there's a lot of manufacturing sure, going on, sure, and sure, I'm sure. sure there's a ton of egging on by producers the director and, stuff, and yeah. producers saying, you know, you need to amp it up. Yes, and, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. And I'm they sure. and they mm-hmm. cast those shows for personality. Oh yeah, too, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, where, totally. I feel like the casting on the Great British Bake Off, for the most part, is genuine. It's like people who like love baking and and. They're just like, oh, I'll be on television on the weekends. Like, yeah, it'll be it'll be good fun. Like, it's not like like <laughs> I'm doing this to get famous. <laughs> and the producer, the producers aren't like thinking ahead and being like, how can I ensure that there is like a fist fight at the end of the season? <laughs> you know, yeah. how can I put in 13 cuts? Yeah. In like a two second period. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, it is it is salt, fat, acid, heat, by the way. And it's Samin Nosrat. Thank you. Yeah. Samin. Samin. I cannot remember what yes. her first name was. I, I have not watched the show, but I have seen her. She did um, a YouTube video for Bon Appetit. Yes, we watched with that. With Brad, together. and it's the sweetest thing I've ever seen. She And she was sick during it, too, Aww, but she was yeah. just, like, so sweet. She but. makes me want to learn more about cooking. Mm-hmm. Like, she makes oh. me want to cook. Okay. Things that I would never want to cook before, like... Because her joy is infectious and the amount of knowledge she brings to things. Is I love just, it. It's so it's great. great. Yeah. Yeah. Me? Yeah. Me. Um, so I also watch Great British Bake Off. Greg and I are uh, fanatics mm-hmm. of Great British just Bake a Off. Um, we, we've seen all the seasons, including the older ones that aren't on Netflix before they kind of change their format and stuff. Like the first two seasons are a little weird. Maybe first three. I think three is the one that starts that you can watch, go back and watch on Netflix. I think they might have since added the older seasons. They but did. It's called The Beginning. Great yeah, British Big Off. The it's beginning. a lot. <laughs> it's a lot different. Yeah. Um, still good in its own way, but definitely they hadn't like come into their own yet. And we have also watched like if a country speaks English and has a baking like great whatever baking show, we are watching it. Not by the most legal means. But there are no legal ways to get them. There's no legal ways to get them. I know. I know. So we watch. So, yeah, we watch Great British Bake Off. We all, There's also a Great Irish Bake Off. Um, the judges on that one are fucking terrible. We hate them. Oh, no. <laughs> and there's only one host, which is weird. That is weird. Um, we watch the Great Kiwi Bake Off, mm-hmm. which is fantastic and cute and adorable. And Obviously. they have lots of fun birds for all of the like B-roll. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we watched the great Australian Bake Off, who has um, two of the cutest hosts, Mel and Claire, 
who are just fucking adorable. And then the judges, um, Maggie and <gasps> I can't remember that Matt, Maggie and Matt. But Maggie is kind of like an, she's like an Australian Prue. Okay. So Prue on Great British Bake Off. Maggie yeah, yeah. is like her. They they kind of have similar style. They're both older women. Hmm. Um, but Maggie seems to have such genuine joy seeing people do well and trying people's food that she likes. It's one of the cutest things I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Aww. Like it's so unbelievably like she's just so happy and she seems genuinely sad when people don't perform well mm-hmm. and they have to give them like bad feedback she always seems very sad about it oh like, i love that she's just the sweetest oh and i have a unpopular opinion that prue on great british bake-off is better than mary berry yeah i dig her suck it i dig her mary berry is like wallpaper yeah like she's a sweet old lady but she's wallpaper prue has amazing Kate is so confused right now amazing jewelry Prue is like uh, like a retired kindergarten teacher. Yes. She wears big chunky necklaces and lots of bright, the, loud colors. And everything and like, kind of coordinates. Yes. Like it and, looks like it would clash if you saw them individually. And, like, Maggie, that works. and Maggie on uh, Australian Bake Off is the exact same way. Nice. It's wild. Her outfits are like out of this world. But anyways, um, and that we've also been watching the great South African <laughs> Bake Off. Oh. Um, now, when you're watching all of these... Um, different shows are you being introduced to so like amy was saying with the anthony bourdain stuff sort of being introduced to things that maybe we wouldn't know of here um are you being introduced to stuff that you had never heard of 100 percent. so that's the like british one and the irish one it's stuff usually we've heard of but Mm -hmm. not stuff we would have ever thought to eat so like i asked you the other night about a pavlova Mm -hmm. because i've never had one before have you had a pavlova before it's like meringue and then uh whipped cream and berries and then meringue and whipped cream and berries i don't think i like meringue but i'm gonna make like a mini one because yeah it's on every one of those baking shows we also watch canadian the great canadian Do they use just a lot of maple syrup and everything? Uh, No. (laughs) No. Um, That one just switched hosts and judges for this newest season, which is a little weird. Drama. So we're getting used to that. Um, But yeah, so especially the South African one, we found ourselves looking up a lot of stuff because we're like, what? what is that what, what like, fruit even is right that? Like, yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. they use a lot of local fruits right, and stuff right. or stuff that we've just never heard of but um like british bake-off they don't do sweet like sweet pies really ever which i find really fucking annoying but they don't eat sweet pies over there right yeah like, that's not a thing so all the pies they make are like savory or meat pies mm-hmm. greg's made like four savory meat pies in the last like month they're and delicious. They were, they're you, so you good. Them? They're yeah. so good. I mean, it's a pot pie. Yeah. It's a pot pie with different filling. Mm-hmm. He made the last one he made. It was kind of a disaster because it was really wet. Mm-hmm. Um, but he made it was sweet potato, sausage, onions, um, mushrooms, rosemary, thyme in a pie. OK. And it was even though he kind of messed it up. Also, he didn't pre-cook the sweet potatoes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So some of them were like basically raw. Hard. Yeah. But it was still so fucking good. Huh. But so like we never would have made that. Um, and then we don't have cable. So like a lot of the shows I used to watch, I don't watch anymore. So like I love when Food Network has all their like holiday yes. cooking competitions, yes, yes, which yes. it isn't as nice, but it's also not like they're not the it's holiday like, ones are not the yeah, same it's not like hell's kitchen yeah, yeah. Right. on like even on chopped there are people that have helped their yes, fellow contestants totally. because they finish early or whatever and then they see that their their competitor is like struggling and they'll go over and like help mm-hmm. um 
it's not like freaking Gordon Ramsay like screaming in your face and yeah. stuff. Um, which is great. Uh, and then I used to watch Andrew Zimmern as well, which is very similar to Anthony Bourdain, yeah. where he travels the world. I have sometimes had a hard time with his stuff because there's a lot of like animal, which I'm sure Anthony Bourdain was the same way. Yeah. There's a lot of animal stuff like we're going into this village and this is what they eat mm-hmm. and we're going to murder all these guinea pigs because it's a delicacy here. And it's like, I don't, yeah. mm, I don't yeah. need to see no. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we watch a lot of stuff, a lot of like food. YouTube channels. So we love You Suck at Cooking, which yes. is just really funny and cute. So good. Um, we love uh, Binging with Babish, where he makes food mm-hmm. from TV shows and mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we watch Bon Appetit a lot. So there's um, Gourmet Makes on Bon Appetit, where Claire Saffitz takes like candy or whatever and then has to make yeah, it. Yeah, that's fun. Um, we love all of those. We love all the Bradley Owen stuff. Um so, yeah, we watch a lot of we've gotten a lot of recipes from that as well, like the mushroom bolognese that we like so much we got from there. We make these sweet and spicy um, sam- pork sambal noodles that are Ooh. like, oh, my God, it's like my favorite thing. Greg yeah. always laughs when he makes it because I love it so much. He's like, I like it, but you love it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, it's so fucking good. So, I, know, I know what we're eating for next uh, next recording. Yeah. 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 Um. And last one note again about Bake Off and how nice it is. It it's almost weird how nice it is. Okay. Like they're just, it doesn't feel like real life. No, and they're all. I think because the the process to getting on the show is probably pretty long. Mm-hmm. So by the time the contestants we meet them for the first time, they've already known each other for weeks. Okay, so they're already <laughs> like best friends so first episode someone gets eliminated and everybody's crying yeah yeah, like yeah yeah yeah. they they're so upset to see their friend go and then it's just it really is just the sweetest thing like to see some one person struggling at the end to to plate and they're not going to make it and literally six other contestants come over to their bench and are like what can i do what and then they just start they say they just start placing stuff and then high five each other at the end of it and and then go on to the competition. It's it's just really sweet. There was an American uh, Bake Off. Oh, really? I did um, not know that. We didn't watch it, but it got canceled and the final episode never aired because one of the judges got accused of pretty horrific sexual harassment oh, God. on the show. So cool. it, it didn't. That tracks with what America is. <laughs> so yay. Yeah. 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 It's pretty great. But yeah. So. Yikes. I watch a lot of. Yeah. I watch a lot of cooking stuff. OK. OK. I like it. How about you, Kate? So um, I grew up with living with my grandmother and my grand. Well, like my whole family, basically. But my grandmother and I um would watch all of the PBS cooking shows yes, when yes, I was yes. when I grew up as a kid. Oh, Yen Can Cook. So Yen Can Cook. Chop, 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 oh my chop, god. Fly. Yes. And, <laughs> and uh Jacques um Jacques and and um Jeff Smith was the frugal gourmet and he oh, was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But obviously Julia was Ooh. my yes mm-hmm. um first love. Um, a little booze for the turkey, <laughs> a little booze for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, totally. That bitch was a spy, y'all. Yep. 
and she was good at it. She was also but, like six feet tall and had giant feet. And her and her husband had a very vivacious uh, sex life. Yeah. So, I mean, something yeah, yeah, to yeah. something <laughs> to absolutely aspire to. And yes. that and and goals. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Um, and cooked with way more butter than anyone should ever cook with. But also. But without the racism. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I grew up that way, you know, kind of watching all those shows. And I remember we never had cable, um, until I was probably like, I don't know, 19 or 20. Yeah. And, um, when we first got cable, it was, it would have just been like for the sports channels. Um, but attached to the sports channels were, was always the food network. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually I think it was called the cooking network then, um, or it was something not yeah. food network but um was and like cooking channel the cooking co- the channel, cooking channel. Yeah. yeah 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 um and so there was a lot of great stuff on then too i still love watching the original iron chef stuff yeah because um, that stuff's just really so cool. so like the overseas or the american mm-hmm. iron like chef? the original like the okay. over, yeah original yeah yeah the, okay and then when they brought it over i like, I like American Iron I do too I do too and I like most of those you know now when you look back on um a lot of those original contestants you're like oh that's Bobby Flay or oh that's and what's what are what are what's her name Burrell yeah that lady Burrell yep Mm -hmm. yeah um and so there was you know so there was a lot of that I was never really into like Emerald um I was never such a ding yeah I was never into Mario um oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yep um But I do like the Beat Bobby Flay show. If you've ever watched, like, Bobby Flay is actually pretty great. Um, I like Bobby Flay. I don't like that he cheated on his gorgeous wife. But, Mm. I mean, uh, adultery is not a crime. Yeah, not my job to judge that. To be fair. But it did annoy me. I was like, I liked you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sad. I didn't even know about that. But anyway, that's fine. Um, So I, I... I like that show. Um, I think that's it's an interesting concept. It's an interesting show. And again, you get to see people who are not superstar chefs come on and try to show off their like best. Um, But more than that, I also love like the travel. Not so much the weird stuff because I just can't do eyeballs and yeah testicles yeah that, and all that that stuff. usually grosses me out yeah no if there's intestine i don't want to know about it basically yeah. <laughs> um but like we have the phantom gourmet um and i'm sure that most local yeah. show you know tv ch- stations have like a local guy that people don't know and he goes out and he rates local restaurants and i love watching that um i used to and again he's questionable personality now but i really used to love the man versus food show mm-hmm. um oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um adam richmond and then is that the same guy that's ham on the street no i don't know who that is i feel like he had a spinoff i don't know i don't know anyway but um i yeah i definitely used to really like that and most of those shows and even like um even like the diners drive-ins and dives show it's not so much the personalities of any of these people it's i traveled so much for work Mm -hmm. i loved watching those shows and writing down like where i would like to go and like what i'd like to try there and and um i definitely found some really great places because of those shows that i never would have tried before so yeah that's that's 
Very yeah, it's cool. two completely different people. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who that guy, that other guy is, but yeah. um, there's a new Man versus Food now with a different guy. Yeah. Um, which I've never watched. Um, Those always make me really uncomfortable. Well, like the, 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 like, Binging food yeah, part is not. Where he would in- have to go and eat like an insane burger, but also drink like a like a giant frap, like a and one like, liter frap or something. Yeah, and I'd or just be like, Ugh. there was one that was like twelve dozen oysters, and I'm like, yeah. that's not fair no. for anyone. Um, but no, it, so it was never about that competition part but like the seeing restaurants that you know are famous for one thing or yeah. that are you know really cool so yeah i i do enjoy it. i'm gonna have to watch me some bacon you got, bacon it's shows so good it is and I, like yeah don't go on our twitter if you're not caught up on yeah Melissa <laughs> post spoilers i wait till friday because i don't it even live on netflix watch our twitter because i haven't seen everything i wait that till friday so funny. i wait till friday because but at that point it's already almost been up for a week mm-hmm. overseas and it's already aired or it's already gone on netflix here so i wait because we had one person that follows us that was yep. like oh no what happened and i was like oh no because it was like a really like um a shocking double elimination situation. Yep. But they mentioned at the beginning of the it season that might happen. was bullshit. I haven't seen Which it is why yet. you need to get to it so we can talk about how okay. bullshit it is. Okay. All right. Well, so that's so that's good. I'm glad to know that. Yeah. Um, fun. So, Melissa, tell us, what are we going to be drinking today? Yeah. So I'm very excited about this one because I made it up. Woo-hoo! Mm. And it has a very special name. For me, it's called the Halloween Jack cocktail because Halloween Jack is a real cool cat and he lives on top of Manhattan Chase and the elevator's broken. He slides down a rope. Anyways, um, Bowie, if no one gets it. I get it. Um, So it's called the Halloween Jack cocktail. It is um, five ounces of pumpkin apple cider, which I made. Um, Pumpkin apple cider. Yeah, you literally just mix um, apple cider with pumpkin puree and then strain it. Okay. Okay. Um, I also added a little bit of vanilla. And if you are really like, like sweet, really sweet, you can also add um, maple syrup to it. I made it that way initially and it was good, but it was way too sweet for me Mm -hmm. um, because there's a couple really sweet liqueurs in here. Okay. Okay. So there's the um, pumpkin apple cider and then it has caramel liquor, um, caramel, salted caramel vodka, Mm. um, whipped cream vodka. Um, and then Fred's pumpkin spice spirit, which is basically like a pumpkin spice whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a cinnamon, sugar and maple syrup rim. Um, so originally I made it without the pumpkin spice spirit. So I bought this pumpkin spice spirit. It's pumpkin head. So it's made by Shipyard. Um, and I hate it. <laughs> OK. So I tried making a drink that where that was like the star of it and mm. I just know for a fact that n- none of us would have been down <laughs> with that drink so then I made this drink but without the the pumpkin spice spirit it was like really sweet and you couldn't taste the booze at all and I actually like to know that what I'm drinking has a little bit of booze in yep. it so I just added in an ounce of the pumpkin spice whiskey okay and so it just gives it a little bit more pumpkiny flavor a little bit more spice without like being like oh my god i'm drinking pumpkin spice whiskey and it's terrible okay um i'm down so yeah that's what we're drinking so uh we'll take a little break so that i can go make the drinks um and then we'll be back and i have some spooky stories to tell Ooh. Spooky stories. Uh, because it, did we even talk about the fact that it's halloween it's my favorite fucking season ever 
Halloween. Like, oh, I'm so happy. Yeah. It's so it. good. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. And it's like the weather for the last two weeks. Oh, my God. It's been fucking perfect. Perfect. For it. It's just been perfect. And I think that this is like one of the best leafy seasons I've seen in oh, a yeah. long time. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah, really beautiful. Very colorful. If y'all don't live in an area that has where their leaves change color y'all gotta, you gotta get up here because it's gorgeous but anyways yeah. spooky season uh so we'll be right back well he came in you came in i figured you know i'm so happy to see him look go inside make yourself comfortable i'll make something to eat no i can't sleep not while he's home no i haven't seen him so long i want to see him this stuff is great but it's like lit so tell me tell me where you've been i haven't seen you i haven't even you haven't even called or anything where have you been well i've been working nights and um well tonight we were out late we took a ride on the out to the country and we hit one of those deers. I tell you, where the blood came from. I told you, Jimmy told you before, I want to say. Anyway, you know what reminds me? I need this knife. I'm going to take this. It's okay? Okay, yeah. I just need it for Bring a it back, though, you know. Well, the poor thing, you know, he got, I hit him and his, uh, we hit the deer and his paw, what do you call it? The paw. The paw. paw the, the, the hoof. The hoof got caught in the grill. Oh. I got I to gotta hack it off. Ooh. Come on, it's a sin. You got to leave it there, you know, so. Anyway, I'll, I'll bring your knife back if they do that. Anyway. Delicious. Delicious. Thank you. Why don't you get yourself a nice girl? I get, get a nice one almost every night, ma. Yeah, but get yourself a girl so you could settle down. That's what I, I mean. settle down almost every night, but then in the morning I'm free. I love you. I want to be with you. I'll just settle down. <laughs> but I don't. I haven't seen any of the kids' cooking shows yet, and I kind of want to preview so them before. So the one with her. Valerie Bertinelli and Duff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure is. I'm sure. Well, it's got Duff, yeah. Yeah. He's like a big teddy bear. Yeah, and she's like, loves, you know. I thought you were saying Dolph. <laughs> no. Like Dolph Lundgren, and no. I was like, what is this? Yes. Oh, Duff, Duff the yeah. cake guy. Yeah, 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 the cake guy. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I used to love his show. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I loved that show. There was the one guy on there that reminded me of Brian, and so, like, Dan and I would watch it and be like, oh, Brian would do that. That would be funny. That's great. We're back. Oh. Hey. <laughs> So we have drinks. Woo. So let's cheers. It's oh, very orange. My boob hit the mic. <laughs> and as always, his <laughs> drinks will be on the blog. <laughs> Chink. That was so difficult. <laughs> well, that's what you get for lounging. It's so fancy. Ooh. That tastes festive. I got I to gotta yeah. move back. So I don't boob Ooh. attack the microphone again. That's that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. The I'm kind of regretting my choice of the rim because the rim isn't just cinnamon sugar. It's um, camp mix. OK. That they sell at the grocery store. So it's honey cinnamon. OK. So it's honey sugar, brown sugar and cinnamon. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's got a little bit of a like, I don't know, like a weird taste where cinnamon sugar probably would have been better. So I, don't know. I, I, I dig it. OK. Yeah. Like and it's funny because I think you don't get the pumpkin immediately. Like it's not the for like the forward bit. 
And then as you're kind of processing it. Yeah. I also think I accidentally put more of the pumpkin spice spirit in it than I meant to. Because oh. I think it, it's I mean, coming through a little bit more. Oh, I don't think I, I think that's nice. Yeah, it's it's good. It's like a low key festive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it's like it's like um, the night before Thanksgiving when, you know, tomorrow is going to suck. So you drink too much. Well, you've <laughs> already like put the pies in the oven because you got You had to get those ready first yeah. and you've already probably like peeled all the potatoes or you've you know prepped the stuffing or whatever you've done and you just need a little something something yeah. to take the edge yeah. off because everyone's gonna be there in like six hours and you really can't stand half of them yeah yeah that's what that tastes like to yeah. me it's delicious i don't have that thanksgiving experience <laughs> i usually am working oh yeah oh. there's that mm-hmm. working on thanksgiving for like black friday weekends actually really fun i always loved working and on... then you don't have to get up at three o'clock in the morning or you right because if i you're work either there or you're yes, not yeah. if i work mm-hmm. on thanksgiving because i'll be there probably till one or two yeah um i don't have to open on black friday Okay. I usually I'll have to close or yeah. work a mid on Black Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I uh, prefer to open on Black Friday. I do too, generally, but also Thanksgiving's really fun. Yeah. I don't I've never worked. I've been yeah. fortunate enough to never Yeah, I think because the crew that we put on for Thanksgiving, like we the way we do it is you you volunteer essentially. Yeah. And we always have plenty of volunteers that right. are like I don't do anything for Thanksgiving. It's totally cool. And the people on, on Thanksgiving that come. The customers are totally just different. Just seem nicer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I, it's weird to me that they would come out on Thanksgiving, but they just seem nicer. Maybe they realize they can't be shits to you it's, because it, it's Thanksgiving. Maybe. It's not as stressful. Um, you don't have as many lulls. Like on Black Friday, because you're open so long, there's like a ton of just lulls. Like you'll mm-hmm, get a rush mm-hmm. and then it's just dead. Mm-hmm. And that's the worst. Right, 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 right. That like busy, 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 busy. And you've been up since like three o'clock in the morning yeah, yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's dead yeah. and you just like crash and it's awful. Um, Yeah, I used to really, I loved the early, like the get in at five to, you know, be prepped to open at six or whatever. Um, and then... I always thought that because of where I was working, I think the customers also were super nice Mm -hmm. on Black Friday. I wasn't working at Target or at Walmart or someplace where, you know, the deal was like you had to come in first thing to get right. the Right. Yeah, no people super die crazy at Walmart. Deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't it Not wasn't about one that. of those things. Yeah. It was like people the the people that were coming in were, you know, getting good deals, but they were just generally, yeah, just happy. You can hear me slurping. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It probably won't even hear it on the actual podcast. It seems like only I can ever hear it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I edit the podcast and I'm like, "Oh, yeah. I oh. did hear you burp last episode." Well, I burped <laughs> even my burps are loud it seemed it seems yeah it seemed very quiet when listening to it and then you're like i just threw up in my mouth and i was like wow so way to exaggerate no i did it though (laughs) i know but it did as a listener who wasn't i mean i was in the room but not remembering most of what happened when i was actually in the room right i was gonna say i did throw up in my mouth though yeah but i was just thinking she exaggerated and then i was thinking no she probably actually did that and i just don't remember yeah all right, so now that retail time is over um, and talking about me throwing up in my mouth, we're going to move on. <laughs> um, so I was originally going to do a story for this week, and I was having a really hard time because I wanted to do Tarar, um, who was alive during the French Revolution, and he could eat 
anything and he was always hungry. Um, but it the story became so dark. Well, the French Revolution, and not good. so disgusting. I mean, eating of live animals, oh, whole, no. oh, uh, no. maybe eating a baby. Ah. Um, he got kicked out of a hospital because a toddler disappeared and people are pretty sure he ate it. Um, <laughs> My God. Yeah. And then what happened after it's it was just too. It was just too gross. Reading about it, I got like actually nauseous. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't do that. And then I was like, oh, I'll do Alan Turing because I know he died from eating a cyanide laced apple. But I didn't know that he killed himself. Yep. Um, you know, after his government castrated him. Yep. So <laughs> I didn't do that either. And then I just got really frustrated and decided, fuck it, I'm going to do creepy restaurants. So Ooh, that's what I did. Nice. Then, now through this, I found that most of these restaurants are closed. <laughs> <laughs> but it was too late to go back. Okay. So the first one, I have like an actual story to go along with it. It's the Manhattan Bistro in New York City. Okay. Um, which now appears to maybe be a clothing store now. Um, but this clothing store. Yeah, this yep. story is about um, its dark past. So located in Soho on Spring Street, this restaurant, and then in parentheses they say, which may be closed now. I don't fucking know. It's a clothing store. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> has a dark history. On the evening of December 22nd, 1799, a young woman named Guglielma, Guelma <laughs> Elmore Sands. Why are you looking? I have no idea. It's we, I don't know how yeah. to say it. Elma. Elma Elmore Sands. <laughs> Left her boarding home on Greenwich Street to meet Levi Weeks, a fellow boarder. The two had a secret romance and were planning to elope that night. Bundled up in a shawl, hat, and earmuffs, Sands set out into the night to meet Weeks. She was never seen alive again. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. Eleven days after her disappearance, Sands' body was found in a well in Lippinard's Meadow, which is now Spring Street. Marks on her neck suggested she had been strangled. The Manhattan well murder, as it was called in the media, became a sensation. Handbills distributed to the public implied that Weeks had impregnated Sands before killing her. And the woman's family... This is so fucked up, guys. The woman's family later displayed her corpse outside their boarding house to encourage speculation. What? Yeah. I mean, this is when when was this? What year? Uh, I don't know, like eight to seventeen ninety nine. OK, yeah. So, I mean, this was the time period when you would like have the body on display in your house for a, a while. And it was in a cold time of year, right? Yeah, it was December when she was killed. Yeah. So the ground was probably frozen. So it was so January. Bury her. So they would have, I mean, like normal circumstances during this time would have dictated that if you like were wealthy enough to like own did your everybody own house, do that though you would have your bo- have the body in the parlor for like months okay well they so had it outside their boarding house they had yeah. it outside their place of business for people to come and gawk at that's i mean that's still <laughs> fucked up um Public sentiment turned passionately against Weeks, who was arrested and tried for murder on March 31st, 1800. It was the first murder trial in American history to be fully documented by a court stenographer. Oh. Though he was convicted in the court of public opinion, Weeks benefited from a legal defense that included Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr. Yep. It's the first murder trial. There's a song about that. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) When I... (laughs) When I was researching this, I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Alexander Hamilton and Herbert, <laughs> sir. <laughs> 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 
Uh, jurors <laughs> delivered an acquittal after five minutes of deliberations. So basically, Hamilton and Burr showed up and they were like, he's good peeps, yo. And they mm-hmm. were like, all right, we believe you. He didn't do it. Whatever. The verdict drew instant and immense public outrage, forcing Weeks to flee the city. The Manhattan well murder remained a much debated issue in the public sphere for years after, and the case remains unsolved. <gasps> Ms. DeGrosa's four-story building at 129 Spring Street was built in 1817, just south of the well. An 1872 Harper's Weekly article about the killing described the well as being in the rear of a carpenter's shop at the end of an alley, a uh, hundred feet or more north of Spring Street. The well was no longer visible at street level when Mrs. DeGrosse's family bought the property, but they learned of its existence from locals. On occasion, a diner would ask about it, she says. Intrigued, her mother decided to excavate sometime around no. 1980. No. no. 1980? 1980. No. The well was eventually unearthed, a hulking mass of weathered brick. Um, there's pictures of it in the drive, by the way, of the Ooh. well. Okay. Um, crumbling mortar about seven feet high with a diameter of five feet. The well has long since been filled in, its opening topped with stone slabs. For a year, the well was known only to Ms. DeGrosse's family, but it has recently found fame among paranormal enthusiasts who believe Sands' ghost still haunts the property. Well, yeah. The Travel Channel has named it one of the 10 most haunted places in America. The restaurant, oh. now a store, uh, <laughs> is supposedly haunted by her vengeful ghost. She is apparently still upset that her alleged murderer was never convicted. She makes her presence known by shattering plates and pulling bottles off shelves. No. Okay, so this is not the picture I was just laughing yes, at. Yes, the picture is of the clothing store. <laughs> this is the picture I was laughing at. Because it's the same fucking well. They're like mannequins. Yeah, they're like, we're going to turn this into a feature. Yeah. Someone was murdered here. Let's make sure that we add extra lighting. I mean, to we don't know she was murdered there. She was dumped there. We don't know That's where true. she was murdered That's because uh, criminal investigating in the 1790s probably not so great. That who the fuck dressed those mannequins? <laughs> <laughs> like there was someone wearing a business suit, a mannequin wearing a business suit with like a jacket that's way too long and horribly tailored, <laughs> next to a mannequin wearing an athletic bomber style jacket or letterman style jacket that's black and white with like a little white priest collar and wearing a tacky ass blue shirt underneath that fades to black wow. and ombre wow amy those two we don't know when those pictures are from though. are not going to the same party not at <gasps> all i no. forgot to upload a bunch of other pictures oh no 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 melissa oh my god now we're wasting so much time <laughs> do i not have the pictures just describe them to us no these are really important <laughs> to what i'm going to talk about next okay hold on i'm doing it right now Okay. I'm doing it right now. I'm refreshing. Just constantly <laughs> refreshing. Okay. It, they're uploading. Four are uploading. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see. I see. So now moving on, we're going to okay. move on to Naotaimori, which technically is the Japanese, um, it's not really a tradition, but thing that they like to do where the, you eat sushi off a naked lady's body. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay, but this restaurant is a little bit different, mm. um, even though it's named after that thing. It's in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, essentially, this restaurant wheels out an edible naked woman, complete with dough, skin, and edible organs to be no, cut open no, by a no, server no, and devoured by customers. No, no, no. <laughs> the the quote-unquote body is brought out on an operating table. No, no, no. <laughs> and a scalpel is used to cut it open while the blood-like... The look of glee. The look of glee. <laughs> while blood-like sauce oozes out. Now, this one appears to still be open. This one doesn't look like it closed. 
So my husband and I want to go to Japan on of a course. vacation. I mean, he he lived there for yes. a while. Yeah, I don't know if you know, but uh, he, I might have heard it. He once used or twice. to live there. Uh, no, definite skip. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's if just one go, restaurant. If you go to Japan, can you please bring back footage of Dan performing karaoke? Like, <laughs> I mean, because it's like legendary there. <laughs> One of the most recent Toy Galaxy ep- episodes, he does sing at the end of it. It's he true. does the four non-blondes yep. what's going on it's because he's playing He-Man. <laughs> he, he's he's a dejected He-Man. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. It's pretty. It's um, yeah. Also in Japan, they have fucking vending machines where you can buy dirty underwear, but you're upset about this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah. just the look of glee on yeah. that woman's face yeah. is I mean, really disturbing. To be fair, if I were there, I would look the same. Like, I'm this woman right here that's like, what are we doing? I would be that's so like, look, partially th- hidden. I love that the pictures blur out the bush. Yeah. Like, we don't know what it is. <laughs> but this woman, she's like, I, that's let's me. dig yeah, in. Yeah, no, that's me. For sure. Oh, I didn't realize that's what they were blurring out was the bush. Yeah, it's the fake That hair makes sense. On her vagina. It's, it's not real. She's made so, of dough. So fat, like, flat. Like her body shape is, and weird. I have to say, for a second there, when you said doe skin, I was like, "Like, how do you eat that?" Like, I was thinking a deer, like doe, oh, a deer. I thought skin, that too, and I was just like, "Is that a thing?" Oh, oh, doe, G H. Get it? I get it. All right, I get it. So, moving on, our next restaurant is called the New Lucky Restaurant in Ahmedabad. Sure. Okay, Ahmedabad, India. The new Lucky restaurant um, is known for its popular menu, spacious seating, and also the exposed gravestones and burial sarcophagi that the tables are set up around. So okay. there's a picture with like green things in the floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, I was like, what the hell is that? Because it looks like a like a kid's place area. Those are the graves. That's like of, made of torture devices. When new lucky owner Krishan Kuti was faced with the fact that he had the or blah, blah, that the land he was to open his new restaurant on was in fact a cemetery, he decided to capitalize on the dilemma. Instead of paving over the graves or disinterring them, Kuti simply built his restaurant around them, actually making the burial plots the main attraction. Steel, bar, steel bars have been erected around the graves so that no one will trod on the deceased. Yeah, it looks real classy. But yeah. other than that small protection, the dead are your dinner companions. That's that's uh, messed up. That's real messed up. Um, okay. I, I especially like in the picture the the dude in the background. Who is both talking on a cell phone and looking at a cell phone in his other hand? <laughs> Look, he's a businessman. He's got two phones. I don't he's know what's going business. on. He's doing business. Yeah. But he's business, doing business, business. business. Not in a restaurant, which is annoying. Yeah. And then also right next to three dead bodies. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for That's sure, great. for sure. Um, so this is the last one, and uh this one's real fucked up. Now, this is the one that might be closed. I'm not one hundred percent sure. It's called uh Soldaten Cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is in Bandung, Indonesia. When the restaurant first opened in 2011, it generated such a global outrage that Henry Muliana was forced to close it. He received death threats and was summoned by local authorities to explain his motives. Muliana explained that he was not pro-Nazi. And when you look at the pictures, you'll understand what I'm saying. Uh, but had just chosen a theme that he thought would attract customers. But he also remarked that there was no proof the Nazis were responsible for the Holocaust. Controversy will always exist depending on from what side we're looking from, he said. The way I see it, the Nazis didn't commit slaughter. Soldin Coffee remained closed, so they closed. 
mm-hmm. remained closed for three years and then opened again in June last year with a supposed overhaul of its heavily Nazi-themed atmosphere. But the Nazi insignia and uniforms that promoted the protests remain. Instead, it now also features pictures of Stalin and Churchill oh. and mannequins wearing different military uniforms in a variety of British, French, American, Japanese, and Dutch military memorabilia. There's a quote from Hitler on the wall. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, it's fucked up. Yeah. So, so it, no good. I think this article I pulled and there's up. there's a dude in uniform. Yeah. Yeah, no, like the servers and stuff all wore Nazi uniforms. No, no. That's so messed up. But hey, guys, there's no proof that they did the Holocaust. Right. None whatsoever. No. No. No Holocaust was done. (laughs) Wild. Holocausts are not real. No. No. Wow. All that proof fabricated, just like the Jews buried the dinosaur bones. Just like the moon landing. (laughs) That's all I got. Just like Paul McCartney (laughs) being alive still. (laughs) Right, because he's not. He's right. dead. George yep. Harrison told us, yep. as did all the Beatle covers. Paul is dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Fucking stupid. Sidebar, sidebar, sidebar. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, First one of the night. All right. So when I was in, se- when I was senior, probably senior year, this is going to tell everybody how old I am, um, <laughs> there was an episode of Saturday Night Live. And, and it was good? Oh, my gosh. You, must, you well, must be really old. Well, it was Chris, Chris Farley was on it. And um, Paul McCartney was the musical guest. Mm-hmm. And there was like something where the, Chris Farley was doing an interview, like a mock interview with Paul McCartney. And um, the line, the questions were something like, uh, oh, my gosh, remember that one time when everybody thought you were dead? And Paul McCartney was like. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. And and Chris Farley was like, but but that was like all made up, right? And Paul McCartney was like, is like, yep, that was all made up. And he's like, because you're because you didn't really die. Right. I mean, it was really funny. If you're Chris Farley, yeah. it would be funny. Yeah. But the great part about all of this is that my dad is a huge Beatles fan. So I didn't know about this at the oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, Dad, what the what? Tell me all about this. And then I did like my senior term he's paper. He's not wearing shoes on the cover I of know, Abbey Road. Clearly. <laughs> and he's stepping with the opposite foot. Yep. And obviously, that fly. That fly. obviously, they're dressed as uh, an undertaker and a priest. Yeah. Uh, also on Sergeant Peppers, the Hindu goddess of death is pointing right, right at, at Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah. No. So so I did like, yeah, I did my senior, like one of my senior term papers on this whole on this whole thing. And it was all because of yeah. That's fucking wild. Yeah, that's I yeah. didn't. I didn't know about it until I worked at Newberry Comics. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So sure. not that long ago. Right. 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 I mean, right. a fair amount of time ago yeah. now. But yeah. like, yeah, yeah I that didn't was know also about when it. I learned when we worked together. Oh, that's oh. When the romance started. Yep. All right. Cool. Amy, you're up. It's me. Yeah. My turn. Yep. Okay. Hold on. Let me pull up my notes. Um, so I am going to be talking about someone who was killed in the pursuit of food. Uh, Sir Francis Bacon, also named for food, too. (laughs) (laughs) I have, uh, two pictures in the drive, uh, which I'll just show you real quick. This is Sir Francis Bacon as a young man. Kind of a... What a hottie. Yeah, kind of a hottie. He's like a, um... He's got a little uh, pencil mustache. What's the word for those fancy... Like olden time boys. A fop. A fop. He's mm. like a fop. Yep. 
I'm sure that's I'm sure that's a really and then not appropriate. I mean, you don't call anybody that now. <laughs> yeah. And then right? Sir Francis Bacon as oh, an adult, right? He, he's a little. He looks a little bit like Lin Manuel Miranda, actually. A little, <laughs> a little, I guess. <laughs> and that and that he's got like two eyes and a nose. <laughs> He's a person of the male variety. Yes. Um, so, you know me. I like to give background on stuff. Sidebar. Did you see the video of Kristen Bell meeting Lin-Manuel Miranda? No. It's the cutest thing oh, I've I ever seen. Because he's a big fan of hers. And, oh. and she's a big fan of him. But oh. she saw him through a window. So she couldn't get to him. But they both saw each <laughs> other. So they're both like doing this on opposite <laughs> sides of the window. Oh. And then later on, she posted a video of them like meeting. And they're like hugging. And they're oh. both like, oh, my God. She was like freaking out about it for weeks on Instagram. Anyways, it was really cute. Right. It was really I'll cute. have to find that. Uh, Sir Francis Bacon. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I don't know if you guys know. Do you guys know anything about him? Very little. Okay. Did he invent bacon? No, sadly. Did he invent sadly. peanut butter? Uh, no. <laughs> no. George Washington Carver did. We all know that. <laughs> God damn it, Melissa. Did you learn nothing? I did. And, and my boss did, too. I love that. She was really mad yeah. when she got yeah. that trivia question wrong. Really yep. funny. Yeah. If somebody tries to tell you it's uh, George Washington Carver that invented peanut butter, you tell them they don't know what the fuck they're talking and it about. Prior, it prior- I heard it on a podcast with a bunch of drunk women. <laughs> so all you got to say. I'm more right when I'm drunk than I am when I'm sober. Yeah. That's. I mean, at least I'm more decisive. But one of my co-workers and I started co-workers, co-workers and I started talking about it and he looked him up and he was like, what the fuck is all this sweet potato shit? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, fool had his hands in a lot of pots. All right. Is that the saying? Yeah. Sure. Hands in pots. Uh Oh, no. All right. I started drinking before you guys got here. So. (sighs) And okay. probably a lot gonna, of hats. Probably gonna a lot of do fingers it. and a lot of pies. I don't know. Fingers, yeah, fingers and a lot of pies. pies. That's what it is. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I like hands and pots. Yeah, but I'm not really sure what the that finger, implies that he's burning his hands. <sighs> but I feel like you'd burn your finger if you put it in a pie, like right when it comes out of the oven. Nobody said right when it comes out of the oven. Well, you got to wait till his dick temperature. <laughs> I'm not going to unpack pie. that right American now. Pie. <laughs> American pie. American oh, pie. Oh, okay. Fuck's that pie. Okay. Yeah, I get it. It's the reason for the name. Okay. So, Sir Francis Bacon. A <laughs> little bit of background on him so you can understand what leads to his death, okay? So, he's the father of the scientific method. He's the father of empiricism. Wow, fuck that guy. Father of experimental philosophy. Uh, he, like, revolutionized the way that we conduct science experiments today and the way that we think, like, analytically and critically about science and philosophy. So uh, he believed in something called inductive reasoning and in order to further one's understanding of the world around him. And he's also, like, a huge patron of the library. He worked for Queen Elizabeth I, hence the goofy collar thing that he yeah, wore. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, he was the first ever to be conferred with the title of the Queen's Council. Um, and he acted as her legal advisor. And he even gets knighted. Uh, at some point in his life in like the early 1600s so when he was a kid he was like super super sick and became super nerdy and that's why he was interested in all the sciencey stuff and philosophy mm. stuff because he read a bunch of books which is why he looked like a fucking nerd or a fop yeah <laughs> he's a little fancy boy yeah he's a little oh my fancy god boy. that sounds really bad i'm not <laughs> <laughs> y'all know i'm an, an ally i'm queer as fuck i didn't mean that to sound the way that it did <laughs> yeah <laughs> um 
So at the time he was when he was like a teenager, he was accused of being a social climber uh, because he read a bunch and because he was just very sickly as a kid. And then yeah. he got better as he got older, but he had all of this knowledge inside of his brain and he decided he was going to like put it to good work. So he was kind of like middle class. And then he just kept climbing and climbing and climbing until he was like in the same social circles as royalty. You know who else did that? Mm. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> It's been like three weeks. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> give us a minute. You gotta give us a minute. <laughs> um, he also wasn't afraid to speak his mind. He pissed off Queen Elizabeth uh, when he spoke out against taxes that she was levying against the English people. Uh, he was like a big proponent of the middle class. Uh, so he he gets removed from office. Uh, he holds like a shit ton of titles. I'm not going to read them all. And then in 1621, he's actually caught bribing an official and was sentenced to. F- nice. Yeah. He was sentenced um, to prison and his sentence ends up like kind of being lessened and he only spends four days in the Tower of London. Um, and But he's also it's ruled he can like never serve on parliament again. So all of his social climbing is for not. Fuck. Yeah. So he starts to turn his mind more towards science at this time. So he takes all that knowledge he gained when he was a kid and starts thinking like, you know what? Fuck it. If I can't make my name for myself in politics, I'm going to make my name for myself in science. Um, so he starts thinking of different ways of like to classify information and he starts coming up with all these different scientific theories. And uh, one of his many scientific theories was the idea that you could freeze or refrigerate food in order to preserve it for longer. So being a man who invented the scientific method, he wanted to prove this theory. So he's uh, on a carriage ride uh, in January of 1626 and he's riding around a neighborhood called Highgate, which is around Pond Square in London. And uh, he decides to pull over his carriage or tell his driver to pull over his carriage. He goes, he buys a uh, chicken from a peasant woman in the street. I almost said a woman. He buys the chicken, not the woman. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he might buy the woman. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, So he purchases a chicken. He slaughters it like right there. Plucks it right there, which seems kind of like over like you don't have to pluck the chicken right then you can wait to pluck it and then he because there's snow on the ground he just stuffs it full of snow well i mean plucking it makes sense because you're it's insulated so if you want to freeze it that's true you probably i hadn't thought of that that's a good point yeah Yeah. that is a good point that's you using your scientific mind melissa yeah that's me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. scientific as fuck (laughs) (laughs) so he does this uh he brings the chicken back in his carriage he goes home uh, but he never ends up being able to eat the chicken because spending all that fucking time in snowy January outside without a full like coat on, he gets pneumonia and he dies. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> so all that scientific learning didn't teach him to wear layers. Bacon baby, no! <laughs> you know what's funny is I think I came across him when I was looking for something to write about. Yeah. I did, yeah. I seem to remember like and I read it and I was like, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> For a real smart guy, he's real dumb. Yeah. 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 Well, a lot of a lot of times really smart people lack some common sense. Right. That's true. Right. So, right. so the, the obviously it's sad, his untimely demise. He did contribute a lot to society. Yeah, imagine what he could have done if he hadn't if he had worn some fucking layers right. in the middle of January. Yeah. One of his things that is uh lasting from this fateful day that isn't talked about a lot is the ghost. Of the chicken he killed. <laughs> wait. Uh, wait, 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 
the ghost story part is the fucking chicken. <laughs> it's not Sir Francis Bacon. He's not haunting shit. It's the chicken. <laughs> okay, so since that fateful January day in 1626, reports of a white bird roaming the area around Pond Square have surfaced. There have been frequent reports of a phantom white bird resembling a plucked chicken. <laughs> So he's naked. Poor the poor chicken. And how does it have its head? Yeah, I was gonna say. That appears to well, chickens can do that after their heads are off. That appears out of nowhere to race around the square, square in frenzied circles, flapping its wings as it goes. That's and that is a direct quote from Haunted London. If y'all want to find out more, (laughs) fuck. Uh, And then this this uh, story has survived centuries. In 1943. Terence Long was crossing Pond Square late at night when he heard the sound of horses' hooves accompanied by the low rumble of a carriage. Suddenly, a loud, raucous shriek split the silence, and the ghostly chicken appeared before <laughs> him and proceeded to race frantically around before vanishing into thin air. I think we might have found the name of this episode. It's going to be something to do with that fucking ghost chicken. Yeah, yeah. In the 1960s, a motorist whose car had broken down encountered the same apparition. And then a couple in the 70s, uh, they were, you know, making out. And then they uh, had to stop because the ghost chicken landed directly next to them. Uh, so in, oh, ye- <laughs> <laughs> uh, in recent years, in the last couple of decades, uh, this is, again, a direct quote because it's so amazing. Sightings of the featherless phantom have been few and far between. Phantom. Such good alliteration. <laughs> Gotta hand it to the writers at Haunted London. Write <laughs> um, that down. <laughs> Featherless Phantom. Phantom. That's our new band name. Yes. <laughs> um, so many theorize that that the spirit of the ghost chicken is finally laid to rest. How but, um, though? Bum. I don't know. He had unfinished business, and he somehow finished it. I guess so. A featherless phantom. I mean, what unfinished business can a chicken have? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> oh no! Wow. I mean, if it was a f- like laying more eggs. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. So fucked. Up. <laughs> That's great. Oh my god. That's great. I'm gonna see a ghost chicken so bad. <laughs> a naked ghost chicken, though. I mean, ch- all chickens are naked, really. <laughs> A featherless ghost chicken. Sure. That would weird me out. <laughs> Not the fact that it's a ghost chicken, but that it's featherless. Yes. All that right. feels so weird. There's there's a there's a picture going around on uh, Twitter right now of a parrot who's being treated because it had anxiety. Aww. I know, but plucked all its feathers out except from like its neck up because it couldn't so, reach those. Because it couldn't reach those. <laughs> so from the neck up, it's like a fluffy, like bright blue parrot, and then from the neck down, it's like this weird naked chicken creature. <laughs> that poor guy. I know he's that- he's getting help he needs, but still. Have you guys, have you guys seen um, the <laughs> the cockatiel that gets really pissed? No. And says, "What the fuck?" <laughs> just a, just <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Like doing the blanket trick, doing peekaboo. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Beat 
blanket thing with their cock- <laughs> cockatiel yeah. uh, or cockatoo. Which one's the big one? A cockatiel? No, cockatiel's a little one. Okay. So a cockatoo, like people do with their dog, where they like put the blanket up and then they duck behind a door so when the blanket drops they're gone and the dog's like oh my god what happened so they does it with a cockatiel and then the cockatiel just goes what the fuck that's, so that's one of the funniest things i've ever seen it's good it's real good oh my goodness it's so good <sighs> we're gonna have to i don't know if you can post tiktoks on the blog but we're gonna we'll have try. to we'll figure it out but that <laughs> Up. <laughs> all right okay yeah do you have something for us tonight? i do i'm so excited i do okay it's so exciting so um the one that i really wanted to do it's real short so i figured i would get find a second one um because the one that i really think is amazing um the person isn't really that famous um so but zachary taylor is a famous person very famous so um it, for anybody who doesn't know um zachary taylor was our 12th president yeah um which is real cool mostly because james k polk is the 11th president and the most amazing president and um i don't really know if he's the most amazing president but there's a really really good they might be giant song called about oh james yes k. yes yes yeah. yes really great i'm and like where <coughs> is she going with yeah, yeah. This? so I was and, just like, wow, Kate's real excited. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, Zachary Taylor was, um, oh, yeah. So anyway, so <laughs> the the short story here is, um, if, if you don't know who he is, I'll give a little bit of little bit of background. Um, he was the twelfth president, which means that he was the president before. Um, the Civil War. He was only in office for about 16 months um, because he died in office. Um, and he was uh, he he's really he's one of those historical figures that like many um, in the olden days uh, are problematic. Um, he sort of started out. He's a southern person and he sure. started out and was really um, pro slavery well yes you definitely say, no oh, no okay pro slavery but more <laughs> but he was also pro kind of um james k polk had a lot to do with the um louisa louisiana purchase okay. and like all of the kind of moving west territory stuff okay. which means that some of the indigenous peoples probably didn't really weren't big fans um and i you know zachary taylor kind of kept that okay. thing going yeah, yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. but at the same time he was also very um he tried to be protective uh a little bit of um the natives rights uh and their the fact that they this these were their homes that the that we were taking yeah from them. yeah yeah uh so he had a nickname called old rough and ready uh that uh, says that sounds like a type of trojan yeah yep. i'd like the uh old rough and ready <laughs> if you know what i mean so um the interwebs tells me that that's because his his he was a he was a military man and he that he was a general and very famous during the mexican-american war and all of these kind of things so um apparently the nickname comes from his soldiers being like no he'll have our back he'll be there he's rough and ready so 
um, to okay. fight with us, to fight beside yeah, us. Yeah, Cher had nothing to do with his penis. Yeah, well. <laughs> For her pleasure. Um, <laughs> he was a member of the Whig Party, which that's a whole other thing. Um, but in um, 1848, he was elected president and... He has the esteemed, oh, I should have prefaced all this by saying these two uh, famous people kind of fit into the category of, um, yeah, okay, I can see that. Um, <clears throat> because. <laughs> That's like, the, that just reminded me of like Stefan from SNL giving club names. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'll tell you, I'll, t- I'll remind me about a story about that off there. Um, <clears throat> so this. Uh, this particular gentleman passed away because he, uh, on the 4th of July, went to the, all of the festivities around the, Mm -hmm. um, nation's capital at the time. And he, uh, had to do some speaking and some presenting stuff and all this kind of, and it was a very hot and July kind of day in the in the Washington DC area. Um, and he went for a stroll along the Potomac after the party was over and, uh, you know, but it was still hot out. And so by the time he got back to the white, can you imagine the president just being able to like take a meandering stroll? Yeah. So, but he did. So by the time he got back to the white house, he was very parched and very hungry and he drank a whole bunch of ice water and he ate a ton of cherries, like a buttload of cherries. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they're probably not what killed him, but everybody on the interwebs tends to think that <laughs> cherries are what killed him. And I was like, yeah, I can see that because Melissa and I, and Amy, I don't know how you feel about cherries when they're fresh and ripe and ready in the yeah. grocery store in the summer but melissa and i have definitely had days when when we were like my tummy hurts because yeah ate too i much ate this cherries. entire <laughs> i yeah. ate this entire four pound bag of yeah of so he had tummy troubles he had severe died. yeah severe t- and, did he, and did he throw up cherry pits like in witches of east oh, oh i don't know it didn't tell that me would be amazing yeah but um but it, it, he didn't die for five days Ooh. so like he was he was in some So pain. really they don't know how he no, died. No, well he had some sort of like gastrointestinal problem. He ate those pits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some he ate those some pits, baby. Then he got all blocked up. Yeah. Yep. He had an mm-hmm. intestinal blockage. Yep. That shit'll kill you. He's so like the story is like the anti George Washington, because he is one of the many founding fathers who died on July 4th. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This guy didn't die didn't on July die on 4th. Ju- nope. He lingered for days after eating cherries, which is a food which is that's... probably what George like, Washington planted. Right. Or chopped down the <laughs> in tree. My mind. Specifically. Yeah. In my mind, I ate the cherries from George Washington's I'm, cherry. Yeah, yeah, I'm willing totally. to say yeah. here and now on this podcast, <laughs> George Washington's cherries killed, killed Zachary Taylor. Yeah, How about that sounds we, right. we want to have this George Washington's ghost? 
<laughs> the ghost of George Washington's oh, cherry tree okay. because technically George Washington cut it down, right? Isn't that the story with his little hatchet? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. his wooden teeth. Anyway. I cannot tell a lie. Yeah. <clears throat> My cherries are poison. Um, <laughs> there are still other, some other theories think that he had typhoid. But anyway, that's not nearly as much fun. Boring. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Unless he got it from typhoid, Mary, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then, so this is, I apologize in advance to all of our lovely French listeners because I'm going to uh, butcher. I can tell you with all certainty we don't have any French listeners. Good deal because these are these names is getting butchered. Um, okay, so this so the cherries we we can and this one I I I feel this guy's pain. So um, this gentleman's name is Francois Vatel. Um, sounds it. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was. A, a pretty big deal. Um, he was a, a chef in the sixteen, the late sixteen hundreds, and he was a French chef. And he worked for um, Louis the Fourteenth, which mm-hmm. was a pretty big deal at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he started out as a as a chef, as like a pastry chef in a couple of really really high end uh, French chateaus and then he kind of got promoted to become like the head maitre d like the head of these chateaus and um he had been a uh sort of confidant i think of a lot of the heads of state and a lot of the um royalty mm-hmm. of the time um so in, ni- in 1671, so he had started, this is, this is probably years, years and years and years of establishing who he mm-hmm. was yeah. in the in the area. So in 1671, he um, is told by um, Louis that they're going to have um, Prince de Condé. Oh, I was like, Prince? No. <laughs> You yeah. cannot use his music at a Trump rally. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hells no. Um, <clears throat> that the prince was going to be visiting the chateau. So um, Louis was like, all right, we got to put on a seriously good shindig. Yeah. Um, there's going to be 600 nobles here and several. That's a lot of people. Yeah. To feed. And then several thousand additional people yeah the 600 is just the nobles yeah how do you like how i stressed out so much while planning a spaghetti dinner for like 50 people (laughs) right like how do you okay so you're with me on this right now you don't live in a castle with like a basically three restaurant kitchens in it yeah i mean i was using a commercial kitchen and and i was staff full of fucking world-renowned chefs that's true i was using a high school kitchen and about 15, 18 year olds who I was bossing around. That's terrifying in itself. <laughs> I mean, come on, let's be honest. So so we're talking about like almost four thousand people here that he's that yeah. he's so um there's like oh, and the whole deal with this was Louis was like, I'm inviting all of these people because I don't trust any of them. So I want to keep my eye on them. This so this be- is like a gl- good, game of Clue. A good, little bit. Good job. Keep the, our, our <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be easy to keep your eye on like two thousand people. You well, fucking idiot. Well, right, right. And I don't really <laughs> know what the whole purpose of all that of you necessarily was too, because 
Um, it was only gonna be a three day party, right? So it was like I don't know how. Fuck. Yeah, but can you imagine? So three days, you're hosting six, four thousand people for three days. Okay. No thanks. No thank you. So um, <clears throat> this um, I'm going to read you a quote here now. So this is a quote from from a woman named Madame de Savine. Savine. Madame de Savine um, or Savigny or something like that. Um, <laughs> now, she was kind of a little bit of a gossip. Um, I thought you were going to say goth. And I was like, fuck, yes. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> she was a little bit of a gossip. But she um, was also is, is very like her actual sort of diaries and her letters are considered as historical documents at this point because mm. she was such a gossip that yeah. she used to like tell all the all the facts cool now she was would be telling them in a, a little bit of gossipy way like to her daughters or her daughter-in-laws and this one happens to be a letter that she wrote to her daughter-in-law um so she says um i just returned here my intention was to tell you that the king arrived yesterday uh, evening at chantilly a stag was running in the moonlight the lanterns were wonderful the fireworks were a little obscured, but in the end of the evening, the dinner, the amusements, everything went marvelously. The weather that we had today made us hope for a worthy continuation of such an agreeable beginning. Ugh, sounds okay. real She's nice. a little flowery, but that's yeah. okay. I mean, they all were. It's true. <clears throat> but here's what I learned while arriving here, which I can't get over. <laughs> she oh. said I can't get over? She says I can't <gasps> oh get over. Oh my God, that's wild. And I don't know what else to do but to talk to you about it. Now, this is a letter. So she's not like this. It's her not daughter-in-law isn't going to be seeing this. It's going to be weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to help put her mind at ease. Well, but she's getting it out on paper. Yes. Yeah. Just like when my therapist tells me that I should wake up when I wake up with anxiety, I should write it down. Yeah. I tweeted it instead. But, I mean, you that's know, the same, same thing. thing. Right. Yeah. It's getting it out. <clears throat> In short, it's that Vitell, the chef. Mm-hmm. the maitre d it's the vitel the great vitel maitre maitre de hotel of monsieur Foucault. um Oof. yeah <laughs> and currently that of the prince so like the prince's bestie mm-hmm. this man capable above all others whose good sense was able to support the care of a, of the state this man that i know you see at eight o'clock this morning the fish delivery hadn't arrived he wasn't able to endure the humiliation that he saw coming on himself. And to make a short story short, he stabbed himself. Jesus. Wait. Fucking Christ. Wait. <laughs> Bro. <clears throat> yeah. Bro, you got some anxiety <clears throat> issues. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. It is. But a fish delivery is not there and you're just like, well, I'm done for. Yep. <laughs> you can imagine the horrible disorder that such an accident caused the festivities. What? And Jesus a Christ, this lady. We had to delay them for an hour. <laughs> the, this is why the fireworks were obscured. <laughs> they were obscured by his dead, <laughs> leaking, gassy body. Uh, um, and you wonder why those people got overthrown. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I could verily eat my cake. <laughs> verily? <laughs> Uh, I'm just throwing words out there that sound. And imagine that the fish (laughs) delivery arrived, perhaps even while he was in the process of dying. Wait, but did it, though? 
Is she saying imagine it or did it? It did. Like picture this, she's saying. So, so basically, it oh. I, I'm, okay, I'm going to read you another. I'm, hold on. I'm going to read you another. <laughs> okay. Um, and then she goes on to talk about the fact that the party was very expensive and that now she doesn't know if the rest of the party is going to happen. Um, so then, so the next day she writes, um, it's Sunday, the April, the 26th of April. This, this letter won't leave until Wednesday, but it's not a letter. It's an account, which Morol, who I believe was like the guy investigating the whole mm, situation. Mm, mm-hmm. Wait, wait, did you say Perot? No, no I wish. Morel. Like a mushroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish um, it was <laughs> Um, Has just given me to pass on to you. Um, so basically, the guy that was doing the investigation was also like, here, psh, psh, let me. I'm going to give you the, the, you write this down. Maybe he's doing that on purpose. It's possible. It's possible. Um, so it is like a game of Clue because somebody did die. Yeah. Yes. So she actually <laughs> writes. But we're pretty sure who did it and with what. Yeah. And where. And where. <laughs> on the docks. Yeah. With a knife. 30 uh, minutes before the fish delivery. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she writes this. On Friday, I wrote to you that he had been stabbed. Here's the full scoop. Who? She full, said the full scoop? The full scoop. I didn't think people talked like I that. I know. So This I, must have been translated. Mm, uh, maybe. By some fucking millennial. Could be, I guess. <laughs> um, the king arrived Thursday evening. Um, there was everyone that one could wish. Hunting, lanterns, moonlight, a walk. <laughs> it's the, the, the newest club in New York. <laughs> I know. That's again what I'm thinking yeah. of. Um, the meal... <laughs> Oh, the meal in a spot carpeted by daffodils. People ate. There were a few tables where there was no roast because there were several more people eating than had been expected. Oh, he if he hadn't killed himself when the fish didn't show up, he would definitely kill himself now. This was before. (laughs) Oh, Vettel obsessed over this, saying several times, I have lost honor. Here is an affront that I can't bear. He said to his sous chef, basically, my head is spinning. I haven't slept for 12 nights. They only had 15 days to plan for this shindig. So wait, 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 wait. The prince says, I'm inviting 4,000 people over for a three-day party. You have two weeks to prepare. Yeah. Guy's a dick, right? Kill the prince. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) didn't they, though? Or no, that's Louis the 15th. Yeah, that's another another generation. This is his dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rip, so, rip torn. We know why where he gets his yeah. shitty behavior. He was a child. <laughs> he was fifteen when he became king. He didn't know nothing. He didn't even know how to but fuck fif- his wife. Fifteen. He didn't back know then. what. He didn't know what hole to put it in. It had to be explained to him. Okay, but fifteen <laughs> back then was also like near middle age. He was not. He should not have been. He was not ready to be king agreed and but they literally were just like i don't know advisors do whatever and then the advisors did and then everybody died but it was the jobs of his parents and the people oh, around him to adequately right. prepare but they him. didn't and then it <laughs> <sighs> but they didn't no anyway marie antoinette sidebar over <laughs> <laughs> um my head is spinning i haven't slept for 12 nights help me to keep things going and the sous chef sort of helped as much as he could, but Vettel couldn't stop thinking about the missing roast at the 25th and 26th tables. Not the king's table, but the yeah. 25th and 26th tables. I mean, tables. if you're at table number 25 and 26, you're pretty low on the totem yeah, pole. Yeah, you're like the you're- milkmaid's 
cousin and like the yeah, barber. You're, you're like it's the 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 king's cousin's nanny. Yeah, nanny's governess. Yeah, exactly. Um, the prince went to Vitell's room and said to him, "Everything is fine. Every nothing was as beautiful. Um, nothing." was as beautiful as that dinner for the king. Like he was basically saying um, it was absolutely fantastic. And Vitell was Vitell said to him, my Lord, you're too kind. I know there was no roast meat at two tables. And the prince was like, not at all. Don't fret about it. Everything is fine. Night fell, but the fireworks, which had cost 16,000 francs were a flop because it turned foggy. At 4 a.m., Vitell was everywhere fretting while everyone else Wait, was asleep. Wait, are the fireworks his thing, too? Apparently. He oh. was the, he's, he's the like major dude. Like, he's planner. the big, yeah, yeah right. he's he's a big deal. Yikes. Poor um, dude. Yeah, that's rough. He would not survive as a wedding planner. No, no. <laughs> For sure. One bridezilla and it's all over. Um, Vitell was everywhere while everyone else was asleep. He met with a small supplier doing a morning delivery who had only two loads of fish. Vitell said to him, is this all? The t- supplier said, yes. He didn't know that when Vitell said all, he had been referring to all requests made from all delivery people. He just was like, this is all I'm bringing. Um, and he thought there was no other uh, fish coming. So it was a misunderstanding, too. It wasn't even that, a like... A total misunderstanding. Uh, yeah. So he said he found the Gouvel, the um, sous chef, and said... I won't survive this insult. My honor and reputation are at stake. Um, at stake. And, you know, the other guy was like, it's totally fine. Just, it's, maybe, okay. it's okay. Yeah, maybe take a chill pill, dude. Yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah. You want to add a van? What do you need? <laughs> I just completely was just like, what? <laughs> um, so Vitell went up to his room, put his sword against the door, and caused it to go through his heart. Jesus. He had to do this three times because ah! the first two hadn't wounded him deeply enough to kill him. At this point, fish deliveries began began arriving from all over. People were looking for Vitell for instructions. Um, when they went to his room, forced open the door, they found him in a pool of his own blood. Some people ran to tell the, the prince who was plunged into despair. Um the duke cried because he had come all the way to burgundy just because of vitell so like the people that were at this party were there because this guy was renowned and amazing and absolutely like incredible and he died he killed himself because he was so afraid of disappointing them all so again with the cherries like I've been there and been like, oh, I ate too many cherries. And I'm totally I totally feel this guy's and pain. This, you were like, the fish wasn't here on time. I'm going to uh, prop a sword up against my bedroom door and I'm just going to fling myself like, on is that. This, like like with Kurt Cobain, where like he killed himself with like a very long rifle. Well, and, like, Elliot, people question whether or not he actually did. Elliot, like, do we believe Elliot Smith stabbed himself to death like 14 times? Mm. <sighs> Yeah, because it was like a butter knife. It's not a good knife to use. Yeah. Like, imagine like, how doing can you, that. Like, this the commitment. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's despair, right? Yeah. 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 That's, there's nothing else I can do. And 
in his, he's like, well, I'm probably going to die anyways, but now I'm going to die super slow because I didn't I didn't do a good job. Oh. I didn't even do a good job at killing myself. And then he oh. did it like a bunch more times. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Thanks yep. for so bringing it down bringing us down well i mean what I are you just, gonna do? so um, i decided not to go with the story of the man that probably killed himself but kate did it for us well i mean i just there was a little bit of my a, bit, a little bit of it that i felt was a little bit tongue-in-cheek because like dude that lady her writing is yeah phenomenal. she's fantastic and she's a treasure you know how big her skirt was right like that skirt oh, was gigantic yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I definitely felt for this guy, particularly like if the fireworks were a flop at my 4th of July party, I would have lost my shit. <laughs> I would have. I would have lost my shit. And then, um, yeah, sometimes oh you feel like feeding 50 people is like <laughs> feeding so, 5,000 people. I think Kate is trying to ask for help. <laughs> We've been put You're on. You're okay, Kate. We've been put We're, on notice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got you. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Uh, I don't have a rapier sword, so I don't have a way to I, When you first started saying that. Yeah, I was like, where the fuck is she Because I heard rapier. Oh. And not- just like my mind went to another horrible thing. Right. No. Uh, no. No, I don't have a sword. Okay, (laughs) with which to impale myself. That's good. Yeah. No, I'm good. good. I just, I felt, I just felt for him. I, I was like in the, in the, you know, compartment of. Yeah. Wow, this episode was a downer. Wow. Well, we have my ghost chicken. (laughs) Yeah. No ghost chicken. (laughs) It's pretty fucking great. But yeah. Wow. Also, my eye is so itchy all of a sudden. Oh, it's no. Like it's on fire. So I'm not crying because your story, Kate. I'm crying because I have allergies. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all we have, though, for this episode, right? <laughs> Fun times. Yeah, good times. That's great. If no one else has anything to say. <laughs> no. We're, we're going to leave. <laughs> uh, so. Where can people find us? No, 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 no. Don't need to do that. Oh, <gasps> so bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you for listening to Drunk Dish. For recipes and more, please visit drunkdish.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Music. You can also follow us on Twitter at Drunk Dish Pod and Instagram at Drunk Dish. And again, thanks for listening. <laughs>